Yo, 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 welcome back to It's Not That Serious, the podcast, man. I am your host, Moss, man. We are back for episode 26, man. I appreciate y'all, man. I love y'all um, for all the love and support I've been getting, man, thus far, man. It will be a great show today. Man, I fucked up, y'all. I'm going to just be honest with y'all, man. I made a big mistake. Um, this is actually my second show. I'm re-recording episode 26 all over again. My cousin called me to move my car. And I went out to go move my car. I come back outside. I pause the show, turn off the camera, do all that. Go move my car, come back, and um, my press record. And I re-record all I – re- I record over the first half of my show. So when I go to export it, only the second half of the show is available and not the first half. So I'm like, fuck it. So BZ was like, nah, I just record. I'm like, I, I was going to just – re-record the first half and edit it in, but I just decided to re-record the whole second, um, re-record the whole show. So, this is my second show today, man. Bear with me, y'all, if I'm kind of, like, lagging in energy, but y'all let me know, man. We about to get into it. Episode 26, man. It's not that serious the podcast. I'm your boy, DeMoss, man. Your boy, BZ, is still out, man. On the brisake, but yeah, man, we're gonna go ahead and hop into it, man. Super Bowl Sunday was yesterday, man. Did you guys enjoy the game? It was a great game between two great teams. Um, Patrick Mahomes, 28 years old, three, um, three Super Bowl champions, I mean, three Super Bowls. Uh, he is three time MVP, um, $450 million deal signed in. Um, I think he signed that deal in 2020, I believe. For $450 million, he's he's only 28 years old, man. Patrick Mahomes has endorsement deals with all different companies, man. But overall, it was a great game. Um, If you're a Niners fan, you know, you guys did great. You guys had a great year. Um, You guys will to have that core group coming back next year, I'm pretty sure. You guys will definitely be in, in the race for the Super Bowl next year for 2024, 2025 season. Shout out to y'all. But congratulations to the Super Bowl, um, Super Bowl, the Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, man. Um, I'm happy for y'all, man. Happy for Patrick Mahomes for winning his third ring. But over this last, like I say, over this last year or so, Travis Kelsey has become like a player of mine that I don't really care for. First off, y'all giving them too much credit. It's Black History Month. Y'all not doing this. Y'all saying that Travis, Travis Kelsey. I'm hearing rumors, or I'm just hearing talk that Travis Kelsey started the fade, which is not, <laughs> y'all not doing that. Nas is the reason why the fade is popular. If I'm not, be- if I'm not mistaken, Raekwon, Raekwon wore the fade also, but um, Nas made the fame, the fade. Nas made the fade famous. He made, he popularized the the ball fade, the fade. Travis Kelsey ain't fucking wear no fucking popularized no fade or in the white boy. I don't nah, we not doing that. Travis Kelsey, that's what we not doing today. So shout out to Travis Kelsey, dog. You're a great player, Hall of Fame, future Hall of Famer, three time Super Super Bowl uh champion. But nah, y'all not taking that. I, I heard rumors, I was watching something somewhere that Travis Kelsey made the fame pop the made the fade popular. No. That's what he did not do. But, uh, yeah, man, shout out to Nas, Raekwon. I think AZ wore the fade, too, the ball fade. I wear the the ball fade because of Nas. Nas is one of my favorite rappers. So I actually get my hair cut once a week, every week, man. I get the ball fade every week. 
because of Nas, man, my favorite rapper. But shout out to Travis Kelsey, though, man. You're a tight, a Hall of Famer, uh, future Hall of Famer, legendary tight end. You got one of the richest chicks on the planet wearing your chain and uh, Taylor Swift. So, yeah, shout out to you, man. But, yeah, we you ain't doing that. You're not doing that for Black History Month. Um, you're not. Also for Black History Month, uh, Nearest Green, Uncle Nearest, Uncle Green, um, he invented whiskey. He's the one that taught Jack Daniels how to distill whiskey. So that's another thing I want to uh, bring up. Nearest Green, Nearest Green, Uncle Nearest. Hold on one second. Nearest Green. I think that was his name. Nathan Nearest Green. Yes, sir. Nathan Nearest Green. It's in the first known African-American master distiller story. The story of Nearest Green was lost in time, but now we have the remarkable true story. He invented, uh, he taught uh, Jack Daniels how to distill whiskey. Um, he taught Jack Daniels how to distill to, to distill whiskey, how to make whiskey. So that's another uh, black history fact I want to make sure we get. He was a master distiller. Um, so it should be Jack, it should be Nearest and Jack Green Daniels Whiskey. But, you know, but I want to uh, make sure I put that out there because that kind of made me fat. Not mad, but it was like, yo, bro, like, y'all not about to do that. Like, Travis Kelsey, <laughs> I know he dated Taylor Swift, he popular, whatever the case may be. But he didn't invent, the, the fade wasn't popping because he made it popping. We've been rocking that fade. Black man been rock, rocking that fade across America for years, man. Centuries, decades. So, well, I ain't going to say centuries, but decades. I'm going to say that. Decades. The ball fade's been being worn by black men within the inner, inner city all over the world. And the ghettos across America. But, yeah, man. Um, but, yeah, shout out to everybody. Uh, the halftime performance was dope, was great. Uh, Usher put on a phenomenal show. I only have one gripe with the show, with the halftime performance. I just wish he would have performed Superstar a little bit longer. Uh, I'm going to say, at least give me like one verse, the first verse. But other than that, the show was phenomenal. One of the best halftime shows I've seen in a long time. Um, Usher is an amazing performer. I think this will, I hope this shuts people up about him and Chris Brown in the verses. Usher will kill Chris Brown in the verses. I've always thought that, but man, shout out to Usher, man. He came out there on those rope, on those skates, man, and did went between one I am legs, and I was just like, I was just like, yo, like, bruh, how are you? that to me is an amazing. That's amazing, bro, to be able to perform like that, n not fall, not slip, and just go out there and do his thing. His coordination is impeccable. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? impeccable for him to go out there and do that. But he went through all his hits. Alicia Keys came out. Superstar. I told y'all, Alicia Keys is an R&B superstar. I had a debate on this podcast a few months ago about Alicia Keys um, being an R&B superstar. And I had said that. I felt like Alicia Keys, you know, besides Beyonce, Rihanna, um, I said, I felt like, Alicia Keys was our last R&B, real like R&B superstar. 
before, I mean, besides those, those, those women, I feel like Alicia Keys should be put up there with the Beyonce's and the Rihanna's. Like, I think when we mention R&B superstars, Alicia Keys' name should be, should be brought up. But she came out and performed with Usher. Um, like I said, Usher had a, a phenomenal performance. I enjoyed it. I just wish, the only gripe that I have is I wish he would have performed uh, Superstar a little bit longer. But other than that, um, I have no issues with the with the, it was dope. It was good, man. Uh, y'all be shitting on Usher, even though I, I was hearing you know a little chatter that his latest album isn't that good. Like his latest album, a couple of the ladies at the Super Bowl party I was at yesterday said his album wasn't that good. My girl said she didn't really enjoy the album that much, but I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna listen to it on my own time. But shout out to Usher, man. He's a legend. I'm happy for him. Um, I just read something that Usher only got paid $671 to perform, but with, um, with, um, the streaming and all that, obviously that's gonna, you know, he's gonna get paid just off his streams going up and his new album being out and he's going on tour. So shout out to Usher, a phenomenal performer. Um, I'm happy for him, well overdue and he deserves it. It's like the second half of his career. That's crazy. Because I remember when Confessions came out, Usher was on fire. He was everywhere. But, um, yeah, man, shout out to Usher. Great halftime performance yesterday. I just wish that, you know, I just wish that, um, I wish that he could have played Spotlight a little bit longer. But another thing, have you, could you, can you guys skate? Y'all get in the comments and let me know, man. Because I could never skate. I could never. I used to have rollerblades as a kid. But growing up as an adult, man, I've always admired when I see people, when I'm on Instagram and I see people skating, I see Usher skating, Floyd Mayweather, people skating backwards, you know, um, older women. It's a good workout, too. It's a phenomenal workout. Get your legs right. But I could never skate. I was never like a big, big, big skater. I was never a big skater, like never, never. So. That was something that when I watched them, I was just like so in awe when I seen him um, perform, especially performing on the big stage. Like you can slip and fall. What happens? And he held it together. Then when he came through between his legs, I was like, yo, that's crazy. Well, I am legs. But yeah, shout out to Usher, man. Um, Intrusive thoughts, intrusive thoughts, intrusive thoughts. So (laughs) I was on the Internet. I was on IG the other day. And I saw somebody post something about having intrusive thoughts. And I never really knew the thoughts I was having were considered intrusive thoughts. So I'm going to give you guys the definition of intrusive thoughts. Intrusive thoughts are ideas or in images that come to mind uninvited and typically unwanted. They can range from a thought that makes you feel a little bit uneasy to being wholly disturbing, says uh, psychiatrist uh, Lauren Edwards. And it's usually it, it la- it's the last thing you want to think about. So intrusive thoughts, man. Um, I want you guys to get in the comments. And let me know what was your last intrusive thought or what is what was an intrusive thought that you had? And it was like, oh, shit. So mine was the first time I ever had this thought. And it's always been with me. Um, I was. Uh, I was living in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I was working at Starbucks. I worked at Starbucks all throughout high school. I was a barista. And my, my best friend Raymond was like a, a, a manager, a shift manager. And um, I remember we had this, I had a manager named Greg, and Greg was talking to me about the schedule or whatever the case may be. 
And I remember him talking to me, and I remember just saying to myself, like, I wonder what he would do if I just slapped the shit out of him right now. Like, that's an intrusive thought. Like, doing something foul or just something crazy at that time. But you think it, but obviously you're not going to act out on it. I would hope not. But that was one of my first intrusive thoughts ever that I can really, like, think back and remember. Like, what would he do if I just slapped the shit out of him right now? Or have you ever been, like, talking to somebody and <laughs> have you ever just been talking to somebody and you just wonder if you were like, yo, if I just punched them in the mouth right now, what would they do? Another example of an intrusive thought that I had was yesterday I, um, I was down in San Diego. I got a hotel room, and th- I was on the fifth floor, and my hotel window opened up all the way, and I could stick my head out the window. So I was like, damn, I'm on the phone with my uncle. And I'm talking to him, and I open up my window, and I look out, and I thought to myself, like, I wonder what would happen if I jumped out this window. I should jump out this window. Like, that thought in the back of my head. So I had to close the window and walk away. But have you guys ever had an intrusive thought? If you guys have, hop in the comments. Let me know what it was the thought. Did you act out on the thought? And what was one of the craziest intrusive thoughts that you had? I think that's, like, the only one. Like, I've had thoughts to where... And my girl gonna kill me probably. Like I've seen a girl out with a big old ass, and I'll be like, and I'll say to myself, I wonder what she'll do if I walked up on her, and just grabbed her ass, and just squeezed it. Like shit. Like I've had thoughts like that, but the most one that came to my mind, the one that came to mind, came to mind when I thought about it is uh, slapping my manager, just slapping the shit out of him. I don't know where that thought came from. I've never, me and him have never had any issues. He was a great guy, great manager. Um, Never, yeah, didn't hate him, nothing. It was just a thought that came to mind. And that thought has always stuck with me because I thought something was mentally wrong with me. But now I see that I'm not the only person (laughs) with these thoughts. You know, just be like, yo. um, Have you, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but have you, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? And the reason why I'm bringing this up because if I could have any superpower, I could I will read people's minds if I could. That would be something. 48 hours. For 48 hours, if you could have any superpower, and it has to be used in a positive way to impact the world in a positive way. You can't use it for negativity. So if you have 48 hours to have any superpower, you can walk on water. You can... Uh, breathe underwater, you can blow fly, whatever you want to do, hop in the comments, let me know. If you had the power, a superpower, for 48 hours, what would you use it as to impact the world in a positive pe- in, a, in, a, in a positive way? I'm getting a little tongue-tied there. But uh, y'all get in the comments, y'all let me know. Mine will be reading people's minds, right? So say if I ran across somebody who was about to commit a murder, I was call the police to stop them from committing that murder or someone was about to that's helping the world in a positive way because that's one less soul taken from us early and just imagine the impact that person who murders this individual will have on their family right so that's how that's what i mean by like use it in a uh positive way in a positive manner um what y'all get in the comments? Y'all let me know.
Y'all get in the comments. Y'all let me know what um what is a superpower you guys wish you guys had that you guys could use, or you guys would use in a, a positive way for the world. And you only can, you only can have it for forty eight hours. Forty eight hours. Forty eight hours. And it has to be used in a positive way. I will read people's minds. If I could, I, if I could read people's minds, that's what be my superpower. Is that really a superpower, though? Reading people's minds? Would you consider that a superpower, y'all? Not really? I think it's a superpower. I think it is, but if it's not, y'all let me know. Y'all get in the comments. Y'all let me know if it's not, but I think it is. Um... Speaking of impacting the world in a positive way, the gentleman who created the um, the gentleman who created the Glock switch says he regrets making it. Um, the man who created the Glock switch in 1987 says he regrets creating the automatic switch. He originally made it to sell the sell to the military. Now these are easy to get, and teams are using them at an alarming rate. I wish I would have invented something better for the world. Um. I wonder, does, so last week we discussed Mark Zuckerberg having to apologize to um, families of teens that were affected or that have been affected by social media. I'm pretty sure kids have commuted, kids that, um, parents of kids that have committed suicide were there too. But, um, and I said that I felt like, uh, um, Mark Zuckerberg shouldn't be responsible for, you know, what goes on on social media as far as kids, um, parents and their kids and all of that. I feel like that's a parent uh, in-house thing. I don't think we could put that all on one man. But, you know, this gentleman right here is saying that he, he regrets making this 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 invention, the Glock switch. It was uh, specifically for the military and originally made to sell to the military and now you have kids or people all throughout the inner city or all throughout America using this Glock switch. Glock switch. They're, abu it's abu they're abusing it. So is this something that he should be held responsible for? It's like, should he be st sitting or standing in front of a room full of people in Congress and apologizing to families of victims who have succumbed to gun violence by use of a Glock switch? Y'all get in the comments, y'all let me know. You know, he, he says he does regret, um, he does regret inventing it. You know, he not re regret, he doesn't have re regrets inventing it. He just regrets that teams are using them at an alarming rate. And I wish I would have invented something better for the world. Um, the gentleman who created the, the dynamite. Um, let me see, let me get his name, let me get his name. Hold on. Dynamite, dynamite. Hold on one second. The gentleman who created Alfred Nobel, he created the dynamite. Um, He created dynamite and the explosive device called a blasting cap. But he had to say, I was actually reading something where he read an art. It was a rumors that he, it was a rumor started that he passed and he read an article about himself and um, he didn't like the article that was on him that was, um, written up about himself. He didn't like it. And, um, he set 
to change the narrative about himself. So he created the Nobel Peace Prize. You know, he killed hundreds and hundreds of people using dynamite. And what well, he didn't kill hundreds and hundreds of people, but hundreds of people, hundreds of thousands of people died from the use of dynamite. And I think they call him like the the godfather of death or something like that. And he just didn't like the narrative around his name and his legacy. So he went on to create something more peaceful. And that's the Nobel, the Nobel Peace Prize. So um, maybe this gentleman who created the Glock switch, should, you know, go on that sort of a journey, creating some something much more, you know, positive for the world, something much more useful to the world. And um, yeah. Do something like that, man. You know, that would be dope. But, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. I read that earlier this week, and I thought that was interesting. And I just wanted to, you know, see what your thoughts was about that. Um, Shout out to Kobe Bryant, man. Kobe Bryant got his statue in front of Crypto Arena last week. Um, You know, I always thought, man, Kobe was specifically placed on this planet to play basketball, man. Um how he inspired millions and millions of people through basketball and um, the Mamba mentality. I remember I got hurt. <laughs> I remember I got hurt at work. I was working for the trash company at the time, and one of the I was a commercial. I was one of the guys that moved the uh, big trash bins from out of your apartment building or commercial complexes, and one of the trash bins fell on the back of my foot, like rolled onto the back of my foot real hard, and I ended up hurting my foot real bad. And I remember I was saying, oh, I'm going to work through it. I'm going to work through it. I'm in my mamba mentality, mamba mentality, meaning to push through even when times are hard, to continue to push forward and go through. And it's crazy how people has used that mamba mentality in everyday life, you know, uh, when we're going through a hard time or we feel as though, like, you know, things are getting too tough on us. We go into mamba mentality and we push through. And I always said, man, Kobe was an inspiration to so many people, but God specifically placed him on this earth to inspire people through basketball. And as soon as he retired, a few years later, he's no longer here with us. And I believe, I truly believe that's what God did. You know, I feel like God placed certain individuals on this planet to, to inspire through whatever it is they're doing. Is it through music, art, um, uh, uh, speaking, um, basketball, football, you know, Kobe was able to do that. And he did do that. Um, five time NBA champion. Um, let's go down his career highlights, five time NBA champion, one time MVP, which I think is, which I think is crazy that Kobe was only uh, MVP one time. I think that was like in 2008. First round pick, 13 overall, two times NBA, um, NBA Finals MVP, 18 all, 18 time All Star, four time All Star Game MVP, 11 All, all NBA First Team, two times All NBA Second Team, two times All NBA um, Third Team, nine times All NBA um, All NBA Defensive Team, two time NBA Scoring Champion, Slam Dunk Champion, numbers eight and 24 has been retired. High school All-American, 33,643 points scored throughout his career, 25 points per, per game. Yeah, man, the Black Mamba, shooting guard, small forward, he played his position. But shout out to um, Kobe, man. You're an inspiration to all of us. 
um, statue was well deserved outside of crypto arena, and you know, one of the greatest to ever lace up some some shoes, man, to step on the hard hardwood floor. One of the one of the greatest, man. Some say the greatest, but for sure one of the greatest. And um, I am happy to say that I was able to witness, you know, witness you play. That's something I can look back 30, 40 years from now and say it like, yo, Kobe was that guy, Stone Cold Killer. And this is crazy how you were able to inspire so many people, generations of people through basketball. Crazy to me. So crazy to me, man. One, I remember when Kobe passed, one of the guys didn't show up to work, and I asked him the next day because me and him were pretty tight. I worked at FedEx at the time. And I asked him, like, yo, man, why you why you didn't come to work yesterday, man? He was like, man, when Kobe passed, man, that, that really messed me up. This was a grown man, 40-something years old. And I was just like, wow. He was like, yeah, man, Kobe was like a superhero to me. And I never looked at Kobe like that. But I see some people he had that effect on. So, you know, I want to give a moment of silence to Kobe Bryant. And yeah, man, shout out to Kobe, man. Um, rest in peace, Kobe. Legend. You inspired millions and millions of people while you were here through basketball, and it was a beautiful thing, and it was an honor to watch you play. So shout out to Kobe. But this is the question I have. I want to ask you guys. Greatest Laker of all time. Who do you guys think is the greatest Laker of all time? I saw that question posed online. I seen some, I seen some people say Magic. I seen some people say Kareem. Um, I seen Jerry West in there, um, and Kobe. I'm gonna have to go with Kobe only because I was able to witness it firsthand watching him play since he was a rookie all the way up until he passed. I remember that 81 point game he scored. I was in Atlanta and, um, I was watching the game. They was playing Toronto. I was watching the game. I was watching the first half and I was about to. And I was getting tired. I was like, man, I'm about to go to bed because, you know, I think they were playing. Were they playing at home or were they playing in Toronto? I think the Lakers were playing at home. So on the East Coast, we used to get the games. The West Coast games would be later. So I was like, man, I'm about to go to sleep. I think I went to bed at halftime. I think I ended up laying, going to bed at halftime. And I woke up. And I would watch ESPN every morning before I went to school. And I remember I was I cut on ESPN. And they say, yeah, Dwayne Wade and Shaq combined for 40 points. I, it was either Stan Everett, it was Stan Everett, and it was Stan Everett. It was one of those guys. But the, I remember they saying, yeah, Shaq and Kobe combined. I mean, Shaq and Dwayne Wade combined for 40 points. And it was like, it's nothing what Kobe Bryant did. And Kobe Bryant, I was, I was standing in front of my TV, and it said, Kobe Bryant goes for 81. And I was like, what? And they showed his highlights. And Kobe dropped 81 points. And I would never forget that waking up. And I was so mad. I went to sleep early the night before. But seeing, waking up and seeing that, I was just like, wow. 81 points, man. That's crazy. But I'm going to have to go with Kobe, man, as far as one of the greatest Lakers of all time. Only because, yeah, I was only able to see Kobe. I did watch some Magic um, games back on, like, those hardwood classics on NBA TV. And I saw Magic, man. I was like, man, Magic was cold with that ball, boy. Showtime Lakers. I remember I saw one Magic. I didn't realize how fast Magic was. Magic grabbed the rebound at half court and pushed the ball. Like, pushed the ball up court, went, and did a layup. Like, 
He was up the court within like three or four seconds. Magic was cold, man. Magic was magic was cold, man. Magic was super cold. But yeah, man. So I'm gonna go with Kobe as far as one of the greatest Lakers of all time. Um, y'all let me know who do y'all think is the greatest Laker of all time. Y'all get in the comments. Let me know. Greatest Laker of all time. If you had to choose and why y'all get in the comments, let me know. Greatest Laker of all time. If y'all had to choose why and who y'all get in the comments, I'm going to say Kobe. I just say strictly because I watched Kobe play growing up, but not only that, but not only that, but also because he inspired millions of people. Like I said before, um, with that Mamba mentality, that's something that I carry with me every day when I want to quit. Don't quit, man. This is how it's supposed to feel when you're, when you're chasing greatness, when you're trying to be great. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. But once I cross over that finish line, I know it's going to be well worth it. So I'm going to say Kobe. But y'all get in the comments. Y'all let me know. Greatest Laker of all time. Uh, y'all opinions. Y'all tell me how y'all feel. And yeah, man. Um, what else we got to talk about? All right. So look. Um, my homie, I had a homie the other day, called me, one of my homies from Atlanta called me, we speak very seldomly, we was just chopping it up, and he had told me that he invited this girl over, and in the process of her coming over, he asked her, can she stop and give him some food? He said he asked her nicely, very respectfully, like, hey man, uh, before you come, do you mind, he showed me the text, y'all, he showed me the text. He asked me, he asked her, like, hey, if you don't mind, can you stop and um, give me some food? You know, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. And um, she said, yeah, I don't mind. So he was all right, cool. So before she gets there, I guess she must. And he said that when she got there, he was going to give her $100. He said he had the $100 cash. He was going to slide her to her. No matter how much the food was, he was like, can you just stop and get something little for me just to snack on, I mean, just to eat, whatever, until they figure out whatever they was going to do for the day, whatever. I don't know. I think she was just coming over to chill. He said that when she got there, she cashed after them or sent a, uh, a cash app request for $55. He sent her $5 and she never responded and he never heard from her again. He's mad because he felt like she didn't care about him. Like she didn't care that he was hungry or not. My thing was, I felt like she wasn't responsible for feeding you, bro. You're a grown man, even though you were going to pay her. I felt like you should have just gave her the money when you first asked her to stop and get you some food. Cause we don't know people's financial situations. She don't know if you was going to pay her back. We don't know. And I'm the type of person. I don't even like asking people for stuff. So he said he cut her off. I said, bro, not really. You really didn't cut her off. She really, she really cut you off. Because she didn't respond to you after you, Send her the five dollar request, but his whole thing was like, "Oh, she don't care about me." This, that, and the third, and I was like, "Bro, that's not true." I, I'm not gonna go as far as saying that she don't care about you. I just feel like maybe you should have, um, you should have gave her the money prior to asking her to stop and get you some food. And he said he asked her very respectfully, very nicely. He said he was gonna give her the money. Um, fellas, ladies, y'all hop in the comments. Y'all let me know. If a man asked you ladies to stop and get him some food and you guys were just dating, you guys are not in a committed relationship, but they're dating, um, would you, would you do it? And would you be expecting him to give you the money for whatever it is that you bought for him and yourself? 
or more so for him. Would you be expecting that money to be reimbursed? Are you not tripping? Fellas, you let me know. Was he wrong for expecting her to pay? Was he wrong for not just giving her the money off the top and asking her? She did offer to stop, but she didn't say she was going to pay. So y'all let me know. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Y'all hop in the comments. Um, I think that he was in the wrong. I think if you're going to ask something for, I feel like, and it wasn't a lot for him to ask her to stop, but I'm just the type, like, as a man, bro, it's your job to feed yourself. But he was like, yeah, I get all that. I was going to give her the money. I just didn't feel like leaving the house. She was already out. She come out. I was like, yeah, I get all that, bro. But at the same time, that's not your wife. Y'all not in a committed relationship with each other. You asking her to stop to do something for you when you could have just, before she came, hey, you on your way? Or I'm about to go run and get me some food. Now, if she would have said, hey, I'll stop and get you some food, then, you know, then you got, then the discussion comes up like, all right, um, you just pay for it. I give you the money when you get here. But I just feel like as a man, you know, you should have just did it. Got up and did it yourself. You know, him, we kind of argued, not argued, we had like a, a debate. He felt like she didn't care. And then, cause he said he would have did it for her, but you know, how would she know that? And I was like, what you have one expected your money back for whatever you pay for. He said, no, Hey, I believe him because I know him. I've been knowing him for years. I know what type of guy he is. He's a great guy, but he just said that rubbed him the wrong way because he said that he's looked out for her. They've went out. He's paid. All he asked her was to stop and get him some food. He said it really didn't matter. All he just wanted was some something to eat, and he was going to give her the money back. He said he was going to give her $100. He said if the food would have cost $20, huh, for your inconvenience, he would have gave her $100 just for inconveniencing her. Y'all hop in the comments. Y'all let me know what y'all think. What y'all think? Should he have not asked and just went and got it himself? Should he have sent her the money when she cashed up the $55? Why not just give her the money when she cashed up it? Like, he just felt like, oh, it's about money. Like, I don't know. I'm going to bring him on here because his theory was just wild. But it's just crazy how everyone's different. Like, I wouldn't, I couldn't muster up the courage to ask some, somebody that I'm just dating and you coming over to my house to chill, whatever the case may be, to stop and give me some food. I can't, but everybody's got, every guy is different. I just wouldn't went and got it myself. That's me. Um, Yeah, man. That's pretty much it for the show for today. I didn't drag y'all out too long. Um... We talked about Kobe. We talked about the Travis Scott Faye. Travis Scott. Oh, Travis Kelsey Faye. Yo, did y'all know? I was to I just found this out. So I follow a page on Instagram and um it was it shows like classic RB records versus like it's I forgot the name of the page. Anyway, they were showing his like Kanye West, the college dropout album. They were showing all the songs and videos that Kanye dropped for the college dropout album. Did y'all know for All Falls Down that Kel was the baggage man, the bag man in that video? Remember in the radio, it all falls down. I don't know why I sing. But anyway, when Kanye gets out the, the truck, and Stacey Dash gets out the truck, and they're talking, Kel is the one grabbing the truck, the, the bags from the backseat of the truck, the trunk, 
the trunk in the truck, the truck grabbing the bags from the trunk of the car. I'm sorry. I got a little tongue tied. Uh, Keenan and Kale. Kale was that guy. I didn't know that. I was watching on Instagram and I recognized his face. I said, wow, I never knew that. Never, never knew that. I was today years old when I found that out. But yeah, man, um, that's it. That's really the show. I don't have a vibe of the week. I really, oh, I do have a vibe of the week. I was listening to Trapper Die yesterday, that whole uh, mixtape. And this is the question I posed for vibe of the week. So vibe of the week is basically whatever record you've been listening to on repeat, album, whatever. I, I, I specifically like to just narrow it down to a record because whatever that song is, you're getting the feeling out of it. And whatever that feeling is, you know, um, what is, how, why does it make you feel the way it fit, make you feel the record? But yesterday I was listening to Trapper Die, um, the intro when he was like, here I stand, a grown ass man all by myself, some grown ass, a young nigga with some grown ass plans. Don't point fingers. You don't know that man. So that was the vibe of the week for me yesterday. I mean, I played that song on repeat all day the other day and this earlier this week. Um, What's y'all vibe of the week? That song, man, just get me in like a a mode of just like hustling, like like getting on your shit. You get what I'm saying? Um, tell me. So this is the question I pose. What is your favorite Jeezy record? Because I feel like Jeezy is supposed to be where like Yo Gotti is. Yo Gotti has so many artists that he's put on from Glorilla, Moneybag Yo, and household names too. Glorilla. If we just want to go up Glorilla and Moneybag Yo. We ain't brought up, you know, Black Youngster. We ain't talked about, um, what's the other um, ESTG? Uh, 4-2 Dub. Like, Gotti has a, 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 a good, you know, he has a system that, he has a system in place for his artists, and obviously it works. But I thought Jeezy would have been on that, on that, on that, on that trajectory with, um, I thought Jeezy would have been on that trajectory with YG. For those who don't know, YG was signed by Young Jeezy. Um, Jeezy kind of, I ain't going to say discover YG, but discover YG. But Jeezy, man, um, one of my favorite Jeezy records. So I would like to know. Y'all get in the comments. Y'all let me know. What is y'all favorite Jeezy record? Favorite Jeezy record, mine is Streets on Lock. Favorite Jeezy album, I'm going to say Recession. And what album was more important what was one of Jeezy's most important projects between which project was more important Jeezy's Trap or Die or Jeezy's Thug Motivation 101 y'all let me know y'all get in the comments y'all let me know three questions your favorite Jeezy record or song favorite Jeezy album and what project was more important to his career, Trap or Die, or Thug Motivation One on One. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Trap or Die. I'm gonna say Trap or Die, cause I remember moving to Atlanta, man. I remember I first moved to Atlanta in like '03. I moved to Atlanta like '03, '04, '03. I think it was '03, and um. I had never heard of Young Jeezy prior. I never heard of Young Jeezy prior to that. 
moving to Atlanta. Um, I was a, I'm was a huge Fabulous fan. At the time, Fab had just dropped his album from nothing to something. He had a guest feature from a guy by the name of Young Jeezy. Heard him rap. I was like, oh, okay, who is this? But prior to that, I didn't know. Like, who is Young Jeezy? As I started moving around those ATO streets or going to school and hearing stuff, Jeezy, 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 Jeezy. That's all you would hear. People was coming to school with these snowman T-shirts. I had no idea. I remember my cousin Tika had a friend named um, Boise from Atlanta, real Atlanta, real, real, real Atlanta. And he, like, they worshiped Jeezy. Like, Jeezy was like God to them. And I was like, who is this? I remember some song came on. Air, I went from old school Chevys to drop top Porsches. You couldn't walk a mile off in my Air Forces. You ain't seen what I seen. I can get a hundred thousand in these Sean John G's. I went from old school Chevys to drop top Porsches. You couldn't walk a mile off in my Air Forces. I said, Who was that? He said, What, boy? Shana, you don't know who this is? It's Jeezy. I said, who? He said, Jeezy. And I remember getting in the car with my cousin Tamika the following day. And Jeezy had the song with Bum B on the radio. And I was like, oh, this is young Jeezy. And then from there, I started putting things together. The snowman t-shirts. All of this. This is who this man is. But yeah, they banned us from wearing those t-shirts too. You could not wear those t-shirts at school because it symbolized cocaine, but it was just a snowman. But they banned those t-shirts. Um, so favorite Young Jeezy record, what album meant more to Jeezy's career? And y'all let me know. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Y'all hop in the comments. Let me know what y'all think. I just feel like Jeezy, man. I hate he's Jeezy need. I think Jeezy can make a comeback. If Jeezy can make a comeback and be on that commercial set success, because I never count people out. You can't count nobody out. Don't ever count nobody out because, man. I mean, who have we seen do it? Like we thought was done, and they came back and they was like they had a, uh oh. Um, Charlie Wilson. You know, my uncle was just telling me about the story of Charlie Wilson on how he was big in like the sixties and the seventies or whatever, and he he got on drugs real bad. And he said that my uncle. This is the story my uncle told me that Charlie Wilson said this that um, he was sleep. He would only come out at night because he was too embarrassed to be out during the day. He was on drugs real bad, and he ended up having to use the restroom. And he went inside some motel just to use the restroom. He, it was they were having an industry event, and he bumped into some people. He said he was so embarrassed he tried to leave. Somebody recognized him and said, "Yeah, man, come, come, come." They went back and they was telling him to, um, you know, come to the event, come to the party. So he ended up going socializing for a little bit. And one of the guys was like, "Man, if you need, if I can do anything for you, I guess it was like a record executive was saying, man, if I can do anything for you, man, you, you know, I'm more than willing to help you out.'" And he ended up turning his life around, getting clean. And I think the social worker or whoever helped him clean was getting clean. I don't know if it was a social worker. I don't know her exact title at the time. But his wife, now, he met her and he, they're married. But, you know, this when I say don't ever count nobody out in life because you just never know, man. You never know. You never know. 
So I'm not going to count Jeezy's career out. Um, he's not Obviously, he's not as hot as he was once before, but I would like to see Jeezy have one more run. I would like to see, because I listened to his last project. It was good. The one he just dropped. Um, I think it's called I Might Forgive, But I Don't Forget. I might forgive. I have it. Yeah, I might forgive, but I don't forget. Which is like, I like it. I listen to it a lot, bro. I listened to it in the gym, and Jeezy was going in. Um, but I need, obviously, we can't get the same Jeezy we had once before with the the, the drug rap because he's not there mentally. But I would love to hear where Jeezy's at right now as a grown man. Uh, I would like to hear another project from Jeezy. He's evolved so much, man, <laughs> so much as from where he was before to where he's at now, man. It's crazy how we all grow. People grow. Um, people do change. Do y'all are y'all a firm believer in people changing? And how do you give someone a chance? How do you give a person a chance? Do you give a person a chance to change? I mean, I'm sorry. Do you give that person who was once one way another chance? Because you stop dealing with them. You already stopped dealing with him. You're not dealing with him no more. No more. So you're dating. You not dating. You're dealing with a person who's a liar, uh, a manipulator, controlling. And you don't deal with them. Y'all bump into each other six years later, and you see you you see something has changed, but you don't know if they're still that same person is still there deep down hiding. Um, how do you go about that? How do you go about giving a person another chance? I don't know why I brought this up. This is me just talking, y'all. I'm just rambling. Um, are people change? Can people change? Can people change? And do you give that person a chance if they have changed? Do you give that person, am I making sense? Do you give that person a chance to show you that they've changed? It's what I should say. Uh, I think sounds better. But yeah, um, I would like to hear a Jeezy project. I only say all that because he's changed. He's not going to give us the, obviously, the drug rap no more. But as a grown man, Jay-Z's evolved tremendously as a grown man rapper. And I think we need more representation as grown men rappers. I want to hear grown rap like Nas, Jay. Um, That's grown man rap. Um. I would like to hear that. I would like to hear that. I would like to hear that. I would like to hear another project from Wale, too. I would like to hear another project from Wale, too. I would like to hear... I don't know why, but I like Wale. I feel like Wale has a lot to say still. I want to hear a project from Wale. I want to hear something from Ross. And you know who else I want to see succeed? Meek. I want to hear something from Meek. I want to hear that championship Meek. I want to hear that championship Meek. Man, so who y'all y'all get in the comments? Y'all let me know who y'all want to hear an album from and why. Um, do y'all want to, do y'all care to hear from another Jeezy album? If not, let me know. If so, let me know. But yeah, man, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this podcast up, man. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. I'm thankful for you guys. Uh, whatever it is that you're going through, just remember, man, it could be much much worse. It could be much much worse. Don't complain. Figure it out. We're not gonna do no complaining in 2024. We chasing our dreams. We staying consistent, and we growing. Continue to be the best version of yourself each and every day that you wake up. Help people. Pass the blessing forward. Never give up. Uh, keep God first. Fuck cancer. 
And yeah, man, if you're having a bad day right now, just know tomorrow is going to be better. And you can change your day around right now. If you're having a bad day right now as you're listening to this, take a deep breath, say a prayer, change your mindset, and start fresh. Start fresh. People are allowed to change because we shed, we shed cells, we shed skin all the time. Our, our body sheds, our body cells re- recreate itself. So we're physically, we're not the same person, like internally and physically. So people are allowed to change, man. People do change. People do change. We just got to give them a chance and opportunity, you know. But, uh, yeah, man, that's it. That's all, man. Episode 26, man. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all, man. This is just the beginning, man. Your boy holding it down. I don't know what I'm going to name this episode. I don't know what I'm... The Change. That's what I'm going to name it. The Change. That shit sound like a movie cut. That shit sound like a movie. Yo, y'all know what movie's coming out that I'm interested to see? That they premiere? Um, oh, what movie is that? With Lupita's in it. And if they have... Oh, uh, Lupita new movie. She's in it, y'all. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, y'all. Lupita new movie. Hold on, y'all. A Quiet Place Part A Quiet Place Day One. I'm interested to see that. A Quiet Place Day One is coming out, man. I'm interested to see this. How this is gonna turn out. A Quiet Place Day One. Um, they premiered it yesterday. And another I'm interested I'm can't wait to see the gentleman. The series, I thought I brought this up a couple of weeks ago. The Gentleman Netflix series is coming out. But I'm going to start rambling, man. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. God bless y'all. Uh, stay positive. Keep God first. And we out of here.